Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. This has to come out, and I think it will come out. I think people like Dr. Hoff are going to uh, encourage other doctors that have just been suffering in silence and they can't say it anymore. They can't toe the line anymore. Imagine the turmoil in your heart if you were pushing a toxic narrative and you saw all of these adverse events and all of these people dying. Imagine that. Like we think our role is difficult. Imagine the role that those people have. They need to they need to change course. Seek some forgiveness and maybe help fix this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Last Days. I'm Laurel and Tatter Thompson, and I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location and having a, having some time um, to consider all that is happening in Canada. We will be going. We are actually on our final dates, putting together a British Columbia and Alberta tour, a 20-day tour, Mark Friesen and the gang. And I believe, I don't know if I can say this yet, so Mark's not here. It's always better to shoot first, ask questions later, and then apologize. Um, so Salim Mansour, I believe, is going to be going with us. So we're going to be going to a whole lot of places all through there, September and October. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm, I'm fighting with the sunshine right now. You try to face. Um, what a show we have today. So later on, uh, our second guests are going to be a family that has had an extreme difficulty with children being removed. Uh, what they say is without cause, and there is an ex involved. These are situations I do not necessarily like to involve myself, but can I tell you, this is so grievous and so um, heart-rendering that we have decided that we're gonna lay the facts out and see if some help cannot be found for this family. My next guest is a pilot. He is a WestJet pilot, and as we know, the world has changed. I was uh, flying the other day, I guess this was um, last week, and my pilot did not show up for work. And you know, I wasn't sad about it at all. It meant that I was delayed for hours in the airport and eventually delayed till the next day. But let me tell you what I don't want. I don't want a vaccinated pilot coming into work and just working through it and showing up and with the amount of responsibility that lays on the shoulders of any pilot, you want to have everyone in tip top shape. So I do not know why he did not show up, but I do know that somebody said i might have dodged a bullet <laughs> so I, I do not know but we have had other pilots on this very show who had such extreme circumstances and this interview uh this pilot was in a small plane thank god but literally he had almost a crash landing and then passed out and that was right after he had received his second shot so there's a lot of things that are going on that our world is very concerned about. One thing we do want to feel is very safe. We do want to know that people do not feel pressured to do anything that they do not want to do. And recently, uh, we have postal workers that are now standing up 
and taking their um, um, to task to stand up for them. We also uh, commented on a recent story regarding the Coca-Cola employees whose union went to court representing them and then did not even bring up one bit of the massive evidence that is now growing on a daily basis of why no company, no society, and no government should ever be mandating those vaccines. All you need to do is check into the VAERS reports where thousands and thousands of people are listed as injured and unfortunately almost 30,000 dead from the vaccine that we have been dealing with in the last two years. So I'd love to invite my guest Rob Simpson to the show as he is about basically what has happened. I'll tell you a little bit. He is a He's with a group um, of former WestJet employees who are spearheading a lawsuit against the company. And they're just starting to get their message out now um, to let everybody know what's going on so that we can see where all of this lies. And Rob, it's my understanding that you are receiving a lot of support at this time for what you have begun. Oh, I am, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, Laura. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, I am a spokesperson for a lawsuit called Cause for Action. It comprises of uh, WestJet employees that have worked there for over 20 years who helped build the foundational pieces that helped WestJet become the success that it was. We have uh, unionized employees, ununionized, full-time, part-time retired, forced retired, people that are laid off on unpaid leave, involuntarily. And we have people like myself who have been terminated uh, based on the uh, questions that were created based on the COVID-19 policies. So there's a whole group of us, there's over 145 courageous, bold, proud people who are putting a stand to stop this horrendous trespass the human rights are only there if we can fight for if if we can protect them uh if we don't do anything then they just get they're waived and we can't we can't let our government and our airline do this it is it is the most malicious breach of property uh protections i've ever seen i've been very fortunate in my life as a canadian citizen to not really uh, see any sort of tyrannical measures from governments or corporations and the brazen nature of what they've done to us. Uh, it is overwhelming. Uh, I've been left just shocked and the amount of emotions and mental turmoil that all of us have gone through, myself included, it's just overwhelming. And uh, we need this to stop. We need the true voice in all of our hearts that knows this is wrong to stop this there are good people that work at westjet an overwhelming majority of good people they know what's going on they know how bad this is they know what happened in september and october and november of 2021 they need to fix it and we're here to help them fix it and I'm glad you mentioned the 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 predicament of the court cases with Coca-Cola. Um, this isn't uh, an easy shot here. Uh, 
what we have captured is one of the most boldest, courageous lawyers that I've ever seen that can hold the people accountable and bring up the evidence that we need and fight for us in the courthouse. Because we're not fighters. It, it, vengeance is not ours. We just have to maintain our rights. And so it's our turn to unite, organize, and never give up. We're never giving up. Uh, it's just, it's too critical. The, the attack on the common worker in Canada, it stops when we say it stops. Wow, and I thank you from all of us for doing this. Um, as a former gold member of WestJet, I absolutely loved flying WestJet. Uh, I still do, but I am not. Um, I am not happy with the way that a lot of uh, companies have gone inundating something that should never be mandated or forced on a person. It's only logical that if you allow somebody any government to force you to have two, you can then be forced to have three or four or five. And we all know that uh, Trudeau has purchased 10 shots per Canadian. And they are now instituting shots every nine months in Canada. That is what they would like to do. And so it never ends. Rob, could you tell me from the beginning when COVID first happened and then the the mention of these vaccines uh, came about. Did you believe that uh, that your company would go this route uh, as many other companies have gone? Uh, what was the progression? What was it like for you as employees to begin to realize that perhaps this was going to be life changing and career altering if this were to proceed? Yeah, well, I can I can certainly say that I was shocked to see the route that the company took. They broke the law and they completely infringed on my inalienable rights. They broke many laws. My uh, religious accommodation request was sent to them by sworn affidavit. That's the highest order of oath I can provide. And they ignored it. And then they declined it. And then seven days later, they terminated me after, after I asked for a reconsideration. The, the levels of what that company has done to its employees is unconscionable. And so I never thought that any company would ever do that to their employees. I worked there for 11 years. I was a training captain. I took my job extremely seriously. I still, when, when I went to work, I still wanted people to love working at flying at WestJet. So there's 140 of us that remember the times where we did so much extra work to try and make sure that the guests had the best experience. Those are the type of people that are in this lawsuit. Those are the people that have had their rights taken away. And we just want equality. We just want to remedy the problem that the company has done through the measures that the government has enforced on them unlawfully. And we, we just really want some uh, wholeness. Rob, I was quickly looking for Dr. Paul Alexander has a Substack, and he writes not only about the VAERS reports, which show 
almost 30,000 deaths after vaccine in North America. And then the VAERS reports in in the UK shows another 30,000 deaths in the UK. This has taken the life of over 142 children uh, after vaccine where COVID has not uh, killed any child without comorbidities. Uh, what we're showing and what Dr. Paul Alexander was writing about was the latest studies uh, that are coming out and that from around the world showing that those who are taking their second and then third and fourth shots are having their immunity wiped out of their bodies. This is not Dr. Paul Alexander saying this. This is the leading scientist and the latest data. Uh, do you think that your organization, uh, your previous employers, do they have any idea that the shots have literally killed thousands of people and that's, and millions, it's now in the millions of um, harms that have come to people. Does that not matter? It, it absolutely matters. And you're going to be shocked at this because uh, WestJet employed their own doctor as of, uh, it was April fifth, I believe, in 2021 to help the company navigate the world of, um, you know, uh, employee health and, and things like that. And that woman's name is Tammy McKnight. And coincidentally, she did some studies of pharmacy in the University of Alberta. So she is a recognized doctor. She's a civil aviation medical examiner. And so WestJet had a direct link to the top doctor's level, the echelon of medicine that they would need to capture the fact that these shots should never go in the arms of any airman ever. And not to mention the regulations that airline pilots must uphold are so stringent. They are easily identified, they're easily found through the books in Transport Canada uh, regulations and medical regulations prior to the COVID-19 policy clearly stated that airline pilots cannot entertain any experimental drugs. Their medicals will be removed. Pilots will be grounded. That verbiage in the Transport Canada uh, documents just got taken out. They're gone. If you go to the Transport Canada's website now to look for it, they're just gone. But there's a whole bunch of very uh, skilled pilots that have found the verbiage in the Transport Canada manual. And it says the pilots cannot take experimental medicine. That's from the Transport Canada's regulations. Our friends to the south, the FAA, has it even more strict. Airline pilots in the states cannot have any drugs that have only been approved after a year. So let me say that again. So it has to be a year until the drug is approved, not authorized. We, we've all been exposed to the, the, the game of language these days where authorized and approved are com two completely different things. So the fact that the pilots were exposed to this threat and the fact that the company had a doctor and didn't say anything, she actually holds a fiduciary responsibility to give that information. And because she didn't, she committed fraud. So any damages that were done based on what she has withheld needs to be fixed in the courts. And this is just, I, I, you know, this isn't exactly the, 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 
the focus of the human rights violation that Leighton Gray might not take. I'm the spokesperson. Leighton Gray will decide on where the evidence goes and what he what he uh, uh, highlights during the courts. But it's something that I, I would imagine most of the viewers are pretty be pretty interested in. Wow, that that is absolutely shocking. You know, I have to say, as a person who's not a pilot and flies on planes uh, when I'm not banned because I don't have a shot, um, I want the pilots to be in the best possible health. And we've already been having, um, I interviewed a lawyer from the United States. Um, his name escapes me right now, and I'm trying so hard to to think of who he is, but I, I did an interview with him. It's on my BitChute channel. It's also on my Facebook. Um, and I will get that and we'll put it up in the description. But what he's saying is that they have the pilots that now have vaccine injury and they have lost their careers because of taking the vaccine. And what's what's problematic, Rob, is there's no real compensation for that. You see, they can easily say, you have to do this and go along with this politically correct narrative. Um, but there's no compensation now coming back towards the pilots for a for losing their lifelong career. Also, there is now reports of many more pilots not feeling very well because myocarditis is one of the, the huge red flags and side effects of these vaccines. And it's happening. And the crisis is happening in that pilots now, having seen that others have lost their job, or they lose their job for not getting the vaccine. Well, now they just don't wanna talk about the vaccine injury that is happening. And that could potentially put hundreds of thousands of lives at risk. I, I wanna say, I wanna speak to that, but I also wanna highlight on the first part of what you said is that when someone starts looking for uh, you know, financial support or any sort of medical support and you're trying to put liability on another party, they might turn back and say that, well, you had a choice. You had a choice to do this. Well, the choice that every Canadian has is supposed to be through an informed position. We're supposed to be informed on the risks, the long-term risks, all of what what happens. Like The fact that these, these uh, shots were pushed on pregnant women or, or people with other ailments, it's just shocking to me. The informed consent piece is the uh, one of the critical items that we will be utilizing for our court case because the men and women that are in this lawsuit, they succumb to the most overwhelming decision to take an experimental product to keep feeding their family and to put a roof on their house. I can't imagine the sleepless nights that those people had and it can't happen again we can't let this third dose do this to these people we can't and another thing i want to make sure that uh everybody understands is that my colleagues that go to work they are the most professional people that you could imagine if somebody's not well they're not going to fly there isn't a, an, a, an epidemic of, of people not feeling well flying. The professionalism in my group will not allow that. They won't go to work. I just need you to know that. There, it's, it's, there are very, very tight, tight lock 
uh, there is a very, very high understanding of safety in the world of an airline pilot. And we hold each other yeah. very accountable to that. That's why there's two of us up there. The interchange between the two of us up there is extremely professional. And if someone smells something a little weird, you know, like if you think that they might not be feeling well, they know then they're empowered to stop the flight before it even pushes back. I don't want anyone to think that they're getting on an airplane and they're terrified. You've got two extremely professional pilots up there every single time you take off. I appreciate that. I, I think that's very uh, helpful. Um, the pilot that we had on who had vaccine injury and can no longer fly, uh, his name is Cody, Cody Flint. And we are going to put the link to his video in the, the description um, right underneath this show so that anybody who might be looking into this and even those that you are you know, at odds against they, because they might be watching this. So the latest studies, 150 plus research studies affirm natural acquired immunity to COVID-19 um, is better than going through these, um, through these vaccines. They're not actually vaccines, of course, we do know that. I'll call them inoculations because uh, people get upset when I call them vaccines because they're not. And I'm sure that in doing all of your research and your lawyer as well, will be presenting the very good evidence that the, the actual, um, the protection that these vaccines are offering is now only from three to five months in length, like three to five months of protection. And that's why they're saying that you need to get boosters. When you see that people, uh, after getting the third shot, there's been a huge range of deaths. In Alberta, the deaths are now so high, not COVID related, that they're all asking what's going on, what's happening. In fact, Alex Berenson pointed out worldwide that deaths not related to COVID and the usual amount of deaths, it's up about 20%. And so it's very interesting to me that at the same time, we've rolled out all of these shots with lots of doctors warning, warning, warning. And of course, not the doctors who are paid to give the government talking points like Dr. Fauci and uh, here in Canada, Dr. Teresa Tam. Uh, it's been a complete sham the way that she has shut down uh, remedies for COVID, things that would help the elderly, for instance, like my father, he was 86. We gave him um, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. He fully recovered, unvaccinated in the hospital no thanks to them. It looked like they were going to kill him. I've done many shows on this, but, uh, but in our country, you're not even allowed to basically discuss things that are very important, like the lack of efficacy of these inoculations. And so I'm sure that you're finding that resistance as you proceed with, with what you've got to go through. Yeah, it, it, the, the whole situation that we all find ourselves in is so overwhelming. We can capture all these different pieces of information and putting them all together and trying to make reason of it all. It's really, really challenging. And I agree with you 100% that if we all continue to parrot this term vaccine with this product, we're just perpetuating this idea that there is some sort of protection in it. And there is no protection. If someone takes these, this product, you can transmit and receive the virus. That you can find, I think, just about from every single health department 
around the world. So if it doesn't protect from receiving or transmitting, how can it be related to the word vaccine? And most people would recognize, regardless of any sort of bias or anything like that, is that it's it's not. It's it's just not a vaccine, and so it's a therapy, and that would pr- that would promote the idea where people say that oh, it stops you from going to the hospital and dying or whatever. That's what they're saying now. That's not what they were saying back when the push happened. And so I agree with you. All of the uh, public heads of the major departments they were all lying they're they're speaking their talking points just kept on moving back and back and back and back and so if we can all take from today and recognize this is a product at best it's a therapy for maybe some small group of society but if we just all stop using the word vaccine then a shift can happen because it's a product it's a failed product that didn't take any exp- didn't take any testing it skipped the phase 3 trials like I think that if we all can capture where we really agree on, there's less division and we all just want to move forward in the right direction because this third, the the fact that this product is even being used and pushed by any health department, it's incredible. You're a hundred percent right. And in fact, uh, one of the reasons that there's been some, you know, uh, it's been given any credibility is the fact that saline solution has been used in the testing. I have asked many doctors from North America, the UK, Israel, all of them say this is in the test phase, meaning they would be using saline solution as well. So the people that get saline solution, and we've all met them, uh, they seem to have no reactions at all. But that was not the case for a good friend of mine that ended up in the hospital. That was not the case for my friend's uncle who died within 48 hours of getting this vaccine. That is not the case for several. We have lists of of actual pilots who've also passed away. Just in Ontario this last week, four doctors have died. It's a very unusual happening, and it's, it's, it's beginning to be very well known that something's wrong. The mainstream media has been complicit in these lies, and why have they done that, Rob? It's because they've been paid a lot of money, as have church pastors. Churches have been offered thousands and thousands of dollars to, um, to comply with the COVID measures and also to become another talking um, you know, uh, mechanism for the vaccines. While they have made uh, several billionaires because Big Pharma is also involved in all of this. And so the doctors that speak the truth, Dr. Charles Hoff uh, from British Columbia, he gets ostracized. He's been a family trusted, uh, brilliant doctor for decades. And when he sounds the alarm that the few First Nations people that received the shots in British Columbia, one's dead, right off the bat and several with neurological issues that he's never seen in any of his patients all after getting the shot he highlights it what's what happens to him he's told to shut up and sit down or lose your job what is going on with science when has it become a problem to be able to ask questions about something that someone is trying to force into our bodies and do all of the people at WestJet really feel that if they're complying now uh will they want to comply for the fifth and sixth and seventh boosters then required by the government do they want to be that 
that person that's uh, having to do this. Not to mention, let's be honest about something. Um, it's all coming out that the doctors in Ontario have been taking fake vax passes for them and their mm -hmm. families. That has been revealed by another doctor. It's all coming out. So a lot of people getting fake vax passes. In fact, maybe even some good upstanding uh, pilots. But this is like the, the elephant in the room that no one's talking about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I just want to say before I forget, Dr. Hoff is a Canadian hero. He is an yes. absolute hero. How how vocal he has been, the sacrifices he has made for his for his career in order for what? For truth, just for truth to come out. There are so many of us that are just calling to this 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 larger draw of just fighting for truth and just highlighting that this is wrong and it needs to be fixed. And Dr. Hoff is 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 such a great example of using the knowledge that he has calling upon his colleagues and getting complete silence the whole college of physicians post is just corrupt and they're being silenced and you're right there are people that know there's people that need that this has to come out and i think it will come out i think people like dr hoff are gonna uh encourage other doctors that have just been suffering in silence and they can't say it anymore they can't toe the line anymore imagine the turmoil in your heart if you were pushing a toxic narrative and you saw all of these adverse events and all of these people dying imagine that like we think our role is difficult imagine the role that those people have they need to they need to change course seek some forgiveness and maybe help fix this Think about the difficulty, Rob, when uh, I myself have, have had doctors contact me um, knowing that they cannot speak the truth on these vaccines and it's yeah. ripping them apart inside. They are scared to death because of what's happened to Dr. Charles Hoff, Dr. Hodkinson, Dr. Stephen Malthouse, uh, Dr. Patrick in Ontario, Dr. Paul Alexander. All the doctors who dare to speak out uh, get silenced, they get put down, the papers rat, write bad stuff about them, all because they're saying that there's a problem and they are speaking the truth, the truth. And so we've got a problem in our society where all of this silence is being emboldened, uh, you know, because of the, the terrible things that can happen to you when you don't comply and when you don't go along with the narrative. I've even had a doctor say, could you tell me how to get a, uh, one of them vax passes, you know, and I myself cannot ever participate in a vax pass because I'm too well known and I'm going to get busted. So, you know, I'm not doing it and my family's not doing it, but I, I know plenty of Christian people. I know p plenty of professional people. We all, we all hear the, the happening, but barring that, if you're an upright and decent person, such as yourself, Rob, and your company is asking you to do something and you're like, but I'm a healthy, we, do we understand that the median age of death with COVID basically in Canada has been 84, I believe. I think that that is still uh, the median age of death. COVID yeah, hit the elderly and those with comorbidities. And not to mention 
the laws of this nation were built on the supremacy of God. And I have a religious accommodation just ignored. I have a conviction stronger than any government or company that tells me what I'm going to do with these products. Okay, so it's it, we are in a completely different world of what's happening right now. The, the ignorance towards, I don't know anyone out of the 5,000 employees at WestJet that got a religious exemption without punishment. And that means that they're still working or that they were paid. So WestJet might like to say that they've given, oh, it's just undisclosed, you're not allowed to know. I think it might be one person, but they, they, were, they were forced on an unpaid leave of absence. So what, you're getting punished because you believe that God is your creator, not WestJet. You know, like who's got power of attorney of my body? There's one, there's, right. there, there is, there is one power that has power of attorney in my body and it's not Justin Trudeau and it's not uh, WestJet. So, and that's never going to change. So, you know, <laughs> sorry, I could go on forever. It's just, it's really, 100%, really frustrating. 100% Rob. Yes. And, and you know, that's the basis of a democracy is that you are, you have the freedom, bodily autonomy. What did we learn from uh, when when I traveled to get across the border, I was armed with the Nuremberg Code, which which number one point basically says you may not practice or or put anything into anybody's body or do anything to anyone in a medical capacity that is not 100% consented for. In fact, the Quarantine Act 14.1 says that no health officer is allowed to do anything to someone's body that, that where you put something in, even a PCR test. And yet they That's think right. that because they put in these, these unlawful mandates and these unlawful uh, restrictions that we have to are supposed to abide by at this time uh, that we have to do it. But when we believe that our body is, is, uh, belongs to ourselves and our God, we should not in a, in a nation founded on Christian principles, which are the principles of freedom. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a Christian. It means that you have to respect that a person has a right not to be a Christian in this country. If yeah. we do not have these kinds of values, we end up being Iran. We end up being Syria, being any of those countries. Try uh, having your own separate religion in any of those countries. You're not allowed. In Canada, you can be an atheist. You can be a Sikh or a Muslim or any any religion that you want to be. You also have the freedom of bodily autonomy. My body, my choice. I wonder what happened to that over all of this. Right. And I think if someone were to read the Charter of Rights and Freedom and read the Canadian Bill of Rights, the Federal Bill of Rights, you'll be very encouraged as a Canadian citizen to read what those laws are highlighting. But it's also most important to recognize that they're highlighting laws that you already have, rules that you already have. So the word, uh, some people pronounce it inalienable or inalienable, but inalienable rights think of a lien in commerce if you don't pay your bills or something and someone puts a lien on your on your uh loan or, or whatever on a car then you lose your car or something because some other corporate entity came and put a lien on your account we're talking about rights that are so given to us and non-negotiable 
that they're with you before the charter. They're with you before the Bill of Rights. So these are the these are the rules or the the rights that cannot be infringed upon. So if you go across the border and they try and ask you to do all of this stuff, it's going none of this all of that just infringes on my inalienable rights. So I I don't consent. And because you've been given dominion on in a country that recognizes the supremacy of God, you actually have way more power than any of those people in their uniforms or outfits. You just have to kind of hold back the smiles if you really know how much power you've got and the inside of the I love the inside it. of the Canadian passports a really good one to start yes it is the inside of the Canadian passport I had to finally look at it Rob and it basically says that the bearer of this passport shall have a full right to enter the country and without delay or hindrance <laughs> yeah, you, know? you sound. But, it sounds like you're quite the dignitary when you read that. It sounds. It sounds pretty all yeah, right, you know. And that's I'm how important. it was supposed to be. Yeah, right. It's so funny. And you know, as Canadians, we did feel important. We did feel like uh, what we did mattered. And it's all coming out now. The evidence is showing that the unvaccinated are fully immune to COVID nineteen. They are not the ones ending up in the hospitals. In fact, the latest data is showing that those with three and four shots are the ones ending up dying and in the hospital. It's all coming out, Rob. You just got to hold your ground. These people that have gone ahead and used their own, to me, it's a little bit of arrogance to think that you can force something into somebody else's body. Think about that, that you have the right to force someone else to, to put something in their body that they do not want in there. And and this is what uh, WestJet has done, Coca-Cola has done, the, the um, you know, the, um, pol- uh, you know, where you deliver your mail, Postal. The Postal groups have done. We've had, we've had other airline uh, pilots on here. Uh, we've got all kinds of people. We've got the doctors that are standing up. All kinds of Canadian people are standing together and believe that we've got to fight now because if you lose the right to your body, what will it be next? We got monkeypox coming down. Do, do you all think that you need to go out and be forced to get a monkeypox uh, shot? Do you have to get the, the variant? And let's also be really logical about some things here. So these vaccines are not stopping from spreading the variant, but they're also trying to inoculate the first COVID um, variant. So now we've moved on to Omicron, and I think now it's the B5. Well, we don't have a specific shot for these variants, and they're going to try to, you know, escalate that and, and make different shots for different people. We have a massive number. When I was traveling through Saskatchewan, it was very shocking to hear from a woman This is her direct testimony. She lost her job because she didn't take the inoculation that they wanted to force her to take. She ended up working at a funeral home where it became very, very evident she had made the right decision because in Saskatchewan, they are having abnormal amounts of deaths of the 40 and 50 year olds. Sudden adult death syndrome is not something I ever heard in my entire life. My husband's an avid reader and he started going, watch out for this this term, sudden adult death syndrome. 
thousands and thousands of deaths happening with no apparent reason. Uh, now they're saying, you know, kids always have strokes. The kids are having strokes because the kids are getting the vaccines. And so we're not stupid. And those that want to remain blind to actual science and want to vilify real doctors sounding the alarms, the, the number, I think you mentioned women, fertility issues are becoming a real problem. Women losing their babies at 20 to 25 weeks, that's all happening. And so how dare any company feel that they can force someone to do this? Um, how can we help you, Rob? Is there anything that the general public can do other than support? Because I can see in the feed here that you have got a lot of love and a lot of people that are just thinking you're amazing <laughs> for what you're doing, you and the group that you're challenging this with. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we, we, we welcome, you know, just any form of support that you can provide. This is a grassroots uh, group of people. A lot of us are unemployed. I, uh, it's, I don't know what, it's the July 28th. I haven't had a paycheck since October of 2021. Uh, and, uh, that's not a that's not a cry for uh, financial support for me specifically, but it's just an example of uh, what others are, are are managing right now. And any sort of donation uh, through the Give Send Go uh, link would be extremely uh, appreciated. And you know, just everybody that isn't comfortable standing up for what they believe in, start having those conversations. And another thing is that. You know, for the people who didn't uh, join this uh, experiment, we're going to have to be very loving and forgiving and supportive because we're going to be pretty important people in society for putting this back together. So um, find it in your heart to forgive the people that are doing this. We're not doormats and we don't mean it doesn't mean we're going to make that let them do it again, but. Let's just try and take the high road and just be loving people and sort this out together. I think that's that's absolutely true and very beautiful words uh, and very, very kind of you, Rob, because you have actually paid the highest price um, that anyone can pay. You've you've stood up, you've lost your job, your livelihood. Um, do you think this will be coming back? Um, in the future, you still are a very capable pilot. And let me tell you, the chaos out there is being reported to be pretty crazy <laughs> because they don't have enough pilots and some of them yeah. are getting sick. So do you think that you'll be able to return one day? Is that your hope? Uh, I do hope to fly again. Um, I think it's not up to me. I'll find out eventually uh, where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do, where I've been uh, I do hope to fly again. I was born to be a pilot. Um, I I think that the industry is going to get uh, addressed. The, the medical concerns are going to be addressed. Dr. Peter McCullough uh, has been just a, a lion in at highlighting the cardiac uh, threat and concern towards pilots, uh, piggybacking onto the knowledge of Dr. Hoff with the D-dimer test for the microclots where uh, pilots, yeah. uh, you know, if you're over 40, uh, you get a, a medical every six months, I'm pretty sure. And uh, if you don't have a D-dimer test in that, how do you know? 
if if the pilot's going to work and they're totally fine, it's not there. They don't know. But then that's the threat. And we're all about capturing threats and mitigating uh, threats in aviation. So I hope that comes. And I, I, I do hope to fly again. Um, you know, I just really, I think like a lot of people watching this, I think we know that this is far greater than any one person's job. This is this is monumental. This is our society needs to unite and recognize who we are, what's happening and how we can fix it because fighting adversarially is, is not going to fix it. In my opinion, I think we need to rise above and show them who we are in the, in the realm of love and light. And then, then they just kind of, they'll just dissolve. Like if we all just unite and show the power that we have really good things are going to happen very quickly. I think, but I'd forever optimist, I guess. <laughs> and and we should stay that way. And Rob, I agree with you because the tide is turning. We've seen several things uh, begin turning, even in the justice system as of this last week. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of extremely positive things are going on. And as people stand up for their rights, stand up for their freedoms, and you're right, you're going to be a very valuable person because you will be unencumbered by something that um that you never needed to have in your body and you will be free of that and and so the d-dimer test i also want to put a a highlight on what you just said a d-dimer test is something that um explores and shows the very smallest blood clots clots in mm -hmm. your capillaries and Dr. Charles Hoff brought that to our attention here. And that's what was showing the harm in people who don't even know they have harm yet. If you're concerned, you go to your doctor, ask for a D as in dog D slash dimer test. And that will give you some real eye-opening information. And so Rob, I just thank you very much. You're an amazing person. Um, I honor your courage. Not only standing for yourself and pilots, but also for all of us in Canada who have felt very harmed and traumatized by what we've been put through, through our government systems and the outfall into our economy. So thank you, sir. Right on. Thank you very much. And just one last message to any WestJet people that are watching this. I am not your enemy. I am seeking just wholeness for rights. And if you want to join us, cause for action at protonmail.com. There's some very loving volunteers that can help you connect and join. Thank Excellent. you, Laura. Did we have did we have that Proton Mail up on the screen at all? Could you say that one more time? Sure. It's cause for action at protonmail.com. There is a small group of uh, volunteers who will address any concerns and, and answer questions and help you join um, because that voice in your heart isn't going away and you need to start listening to it because uh, we need your help. Amazing. Thank you, Rob. God bless you and Thanks, your journey. Laura. We appreciate you. Thank you. You as well. <clears throat> Thanks. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. 
Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.